This is Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast, a podcast about, you guessed it, nonprofit fundraising. This isn't the first podcast about it, but definitely not like any others you've listened to. This is a podcast for fundraisers by fundraisers. No boring charts or the same stale best practices you've heard for years. No ideas that only work in theory here. No concepts from people who aren't in the same trenches as you are every single day. Each week, you'll get practical strategies and tips to craft messages that engage donors and raise more money. This isn't smoke and mirrors. Everything has been pressure tested in the real world. Plus, you can start using them as soon as the episode ends. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Thomas and Steve Thomas. Hi, welcome to Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast. This is episode five, Matches? We don't need no stinking matches. (laughs) I'm your host, Ryan Thomas, and uh, with me in a different box, a different location than normal is Steve Thomas. You said normal as like we we have a normal thing. We, I, I wasn't aware we had already had, had a normal thing yet. So. Yeah, it's hard to know what normalcy is. Yeah, but. No kidding. So yeah, I am in I am in a different spot, a different location, an undisclosed location at the moment. And he is CEO of Onecity, and I am vice president at Onecity, and now focused on fundraising for nonprofits. We do a little for profit work as well, but primarily. Nonprofit fundraising is what gets us out of bed. And mm-hmm. uh, if you do this work, you know that the conversations that you have don't stop when the work is over and you end up talking about fundraising and things behind it at uh, dinner or at restaurants back when we could do that at gatherings again, <laughs> back when we could do that. And uh, Steve and I have had those conversations a lot. And so this uh, gives you a seat at the table uh, of us kind of hanging out, talking like we normally do. And it's more structured. But aside from that, it's about the same. And for those of you keeping score at home, uh, you probably noticed that Steve and I share a last name. And that makes the title of the podcast make a little more sense. <laughs> a little more relevant, uh, not your father's fundraising podcast. We're both different and it's a joke. It is uh, including a father son relationship. And uh, if you're also, if you're keeping score on everything at home, uh, Onicity, uh, our company is spelled one I city, but as usual, everything else in the world, if you spell it pretty close, Google will take care of the rest and still get you Uh, to our website or to our page, wherever you want to go. And uh, you want to email podcast at onicity.com. If you have any questions, only positive feedback gets through our spam filter, all the negative negative reviews and negative ideas. uh, We just zap those instantly. Okay, that really doesn't happen, right? I mean, right now we're only getting positive reviews. So I just assume that the spam filter <laughs> is taking care of that. Cause it's just hard to believe that, uh, in the emails we've gotten so far, they're all positive, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it is. It's hard to send prove us, send a, a negative. So you could, you could say, send us our first negative. If when you're, when, when we're, when we, all our self-esteem has been repaired and we're, we're feeling really brave, we can go that route. 
No, we we only want the five star reviews. And okay. Wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Apple, Overcast, wherever it is, leave us a five star review, and that helps us surface and helps the algorithm. Uh, it's the only thing more opaque than the Facebook algorithm is how that that factors into podcast rankings, but it does factor in. So leave us your reviews, send your positive feedback to uh, podcast at onicity.com and uh, we will uh, engage with you. And if you've got a question or a topic we ought to cover, we would really love to crowdsource what listeners are mm -hmm. looking for as we're coming uh, and doing our own list, but that's just our list. So to start, our first segment is mail call is something we've seen in the wild, whether that mail is the real mail that uh, you can touch or email. And uh, so I think I went first last time, so I'll make you go first okay. this time. Yeah. What do you have? So um, uh, I, I receive a, a monthly email from one of the, the nonprofits that uh, uh, I love and, and uh, that uh, give to and uh, not a client. And um, it's interesting because and I, I won't, won't say the name because it's not important, but uh, the subject line and your subject lines are, are critical in, in, any, in any email that you're sending. And it says this month at and then the organization's name is there. And it's really interesting because uh, both as a donor and then as, a, as somebody who, who works in creating messaging for nonprofits all the time, uh, uh, I, you, you just see things differently. Ryan, you know how that is. You just, you know, it's hard to take off one hat and wear the other. But I, I was really intrigued by that subject line because I thought, what an interesting way of going about talking about uh, what's going on within the organization at that moment. And um, inside the email, when you, you know, when you, when you look in preview or when you're, when you open it up, it's really not at all about what happened that month at the organization. <laughs> it, okay. It, I, <laughs> I was really curious what was going to be inside. That's it's awesome. No, it's nothing I was expecting. And, and I guess I will just say uh, what they've done is they just basically made that the subject line for uh, one of the, the email newsletter type vehicles they're doing. And that's fine, uh, that, that's okay. What I would say to, to anyone listening is, this is a really clever thing to steal, but don't worry about designing and don't worry about creating a newsletter. Tell your donors what happened this month, what, what was going on and, and, they want to know behind the scenes. They want to know behind the curtain. Does that, that only apply now when we're recording this? There, uh, Pretty much everyone is still in some sort of COVID restriction. Yeah. Or when things are open, do donors still care about what's going on? You know, I, I, think, it, I think it's any time. And I, I think uh, either donors are not on hold. And they're, if, if you are, if everybody's sick of COVID at your organization or if COVID is gone at your organization, tell them what's behind the scenes. You know, uh, donors will be curious about, you know, I don't know what, you know, it's hard to know what's going on, but they want to know what's behind the scenes. And, and, and you can talk about what's going on behind the scenes, even the, you know, uh, 
it doesn't all have to be success. It doesn't always have to be glorious. If you're communicating with donors and you're touching base with them about what is going on with the organization, they will be intrigued when you when you start talking about, uh, we had this issue and we're still trying to solve it, or we had this problem and we're working it out. Or uh, uh, This is a short segment, so I don't want to dwell on that. I'm just saying, interesting idea for you to consider what could you tell your donors? It doesn't have to be long either. Uh, you, you, as simple as something like uh, all of the people that, you know, if you're in an organization that houses or, or takes care of people, we're doing this um, as an involvement or to, to get everybody together once a month or just, just tell them a story about what you're doing. They will be interested if you do it the right way. Okay, that went too long. Sorry about that. No, it's fine. This month, was there that, an ask with that, or was that just nope. a uh, hey, oh, hang FYI, on, here's what happened? Um, it was four, five, six, now seven. Um, uh, e newsletter, little, little uh, sections, sections, yeah. And you know, then you click to do everything from see their podcast to wow, everybody's got a podcast. Uh, to uh, if you haven't read our annual report, here oh, here it is again, and you know that kind of stuff. Okay, so it's a component, but it yeah. wasn't the main driver. No, no, and in fact, there is not a direct link visible here, which I think is a very good thing uh, as you consider building how emails work. Um, at the very, very bottom, they've got uh, a give now just above uh, their their ID block. But uh, yeah. Awesome. So this month at. This month at. That's a that's, that's good. That's easy and it's pithy. clever. Uh, everybody can hang up now or turn off now or press pause now and, and go send an email to their boss. Hey, we ought to. I we ought to do it. this. And that's free credit. If, if, you, get, if you get a raise out of it, uh, just... You know, send I get ten percent. Yeah, send our commission to our our Patreon that that will start soon. Well, mine is uh, is physical mail, and I was gonna bring it, but I couldn't find a way to to show it without showing the organization's logo, and don't want to get into that. But it was a Thanksgiving placemat, and if you're in this work, you have probably sent out or been a part of sending out one or two of these, and you probably received one or two of these, and we're in that same boat. We get a lot of them in our mail. And I happened to be going through and was sorting mail from months ago and found this again. And uh, in the clear window uh, from the envelope that lets, you know, some of the letter shine show through. So I, I've got, said, actually, I've got, a, I've got a window envelope here I can say so we can perfect. see. That's so exactly it's, it. Thank you. It's, it's, here's your, here's your reveal uh, through a window envelope. And, and in there, in addition to showing my name so that the post office could legally get it to me, was part of a dollar bill or so it looked and it wasn't, it, there's not real money inside, but even having seen it from that organization before and seen that in other places, I, I've just been conditioned since I was like four years old to pay attention to folding money. And <laughs> that dollar bill got my attention, even sorting mail, looking through lots of placemats. And we all know that the goal of an outer envelope an OE is first off to get attention. 
most people are reading their mail, if they're getting direct mail, over their trash can in the kitchen or sorting through it on the way back from the mailbox. And if you can get past that initial gatekeeper of their attention and their inclination, just toss it in the trash, you've done half the battle because they might open it and get into your letter and let your scaffolding and your message do the work to drive a gift. So uh, don't actually include free money in your envelopes. I don't know if that's actually legal, but any anything you can do shy of illegal to get attention to your envelope is worth doing. And even something where I know in my head it's fake money, but it still got my attention and did the job. I think it is legal to send people cash. It just may not be smart. That's right. Well, that's true. It must be because I remember, you know, uh, yeah, another birthday right? gifts and you know, <laughs> lots, lots of that kind of thing. But uh, so that's that's what got my attention in the last week or so. Uh, but next, I want I want to look at it and have us talk about something that if you're listening to this, you ought to be doing if you're not, and we want this to always be easy and something that like sending an email to your boss about an email subject line uh, for you know this month at uh, you can put into place pretty much after you stop listening to the podcast now you should keep listening after this segment but once you're done with the podcast you can go put these things in place and have some have benefit to your fundraising program in uh, relationship with donors and this week, I want to talk about evaluating your ask amounts, which is not a flashy. No, you're not getting you're not getting a lot of emails from organizations trying to sell you on an adjusted ad you know, ask amount strategy. But when you think about it, it's so important because that's what's driving a donor to decide what to put down on their gift, whether they're selecting a box and doing a credit card or uh, actually writing a check and sending it back, those ask amounts help decide if I'm gonna give a gift, what that gift can be. So you and, probably should should make sure everybody tracks on, on what an ask amount is. Oh, great, thank you. Uh, so on email or digital, when someone gets to your giving page, whether it's from an email or from an ad or from your homepage, there are suggested ask amounts on digital. There'll be the boxes, the 20, the 40, the 60 or whatever they are. And then in direct mail, it's somewhere on your response device will be a few choices. Sometimes it's two, three, four, sometimes it's one, but um, that dollar amount. And oftentimes, organizations can unintentionally make the decision to ask for less than a donor would be inclined to give. Now, how do you do that? How do you know that? The easiest way to do it uh, is if you have a database, you can run, uh, you can run a query, you can get the data for the number of gifts for each number you're getting. And then you can look and see, okay, uh, we're getting a lot on, in this range, and we can realize what the new medium should be or what the new high ask amount should be. Um, and that's that's pretty easy to do if you can 
just do that. Uh, even if you don't even have a complicated database, you can just export into Excel people's giving and then total up that way and figure out what are your most common gift amounts by number and calculate that way. And in many cases, because we've done this for a few clients starting, uh, clients are asking for way less than people are giving. And there are people who are deciding to give more than is asked. And when we just slightly move up the range, people give more because yeah. they're not having to take that, that extra step to give more. It's suggested and in their head. And one of the things that, that, uh, many people who are, uh, uh, well-meaning and, and better are often not in this business and, and haven't seen as much, uh, data as you have, they, the, in, the inclination might be to say, well, why would we suggest a dollar amount to somebody? Just let them pick. They'll just pick. And, and they will, but they may pick low, as you're describing. And one of the powerful things that, you, that we've discovered, and not just us, but everybody's discovered that does this work, is the suggested asking amount, what, what you ask a donor to do. Donors will frequently pick that number. And, and that testing we've done in direct mail and testing we've done in digital, it, it sh often they will pick the exact number down to the penny. If, mm -hmm. if now, obviously there's, there's some significant strategy and result differences online versus direct mail checks being written, but it, the principle holds. And so it, don't just give them a dollar sign blank. Don't just let them choose a number, suggest the dollar amount. And then what you're saying is, look at your data and see once you're suggesting a dollar amount, should it be a little bit higher? Should I give people a little bit more of a, of a stretch? Great idea. Exactly. And uh, you may find that you're asking too, too much or too little, but either way you can be confident that, okay, when they get to this point of the giving page or the appeal, we're asking, and we're framing everything in the best possible way based on what we know uh, with the data we have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very helpful. That'll make a difference. Mm -hmm. And uh, your, your ask amounts will get a little more complicated when you have a match. And that is the technical term uh, of a segue into <laughs> the episode topic. And matches are an extremely effective way to raise money. That's obvious. It's a match. It's doubled. Um, but that can be, uh, it can be difficult for people to, to know how to get them or know what to do once you have it. Um, one of the things that was ascribed to me when I was first starting out in this is it's like a dog chasing a bus. You catch the bus. Okay. Now what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we don't we don't rehearse and I don't give a heads up to the metaphors that I'm going to use in this week's podcast and um if you All right, let's let's just let, uh uh cuz I'm still processing your your bus and dog. Um uh I 
So one of the one of the places to go here is to first say that there are various kinds of matches and we're not attorneys or accountants and so we're not going to tell you how to how to deal with this from an accounting standpoint but let's just say there are two types there there is a uh, the the match and there's a lot of language around it and I'm just trying not to uh, uh, try to use one one frame one one frame of reference for everybody so let's just say there, there are two general kinds of matching that, that goes on. One is where someone says to you, okay, uh, at, at Ryan's uh, nonprofit, I have $100,000. Ryan, if, if you can go out and raise another $100,000 telling people about what I'm willing to do, I will give you my $100,000. And so Sometimes that a lot of a lot of words around that, a lot of descriptions. I'm, let's not worry about that as much as to say it is conditional. You have to raise up to the hundred thousand dollars, and then I will give you mine. If you only raise sixty-five thousand, well, good for you. I'll give you sixty-five. I will not give you the other thirty-five that will bring it up to the hundred I was going to give you. The other matches. I give you $100,000 and tell you, go out and tell people about this. You're going to get the $100,000 from me anyway. And so there's ways to go about how you frame it and the language around it and the legalities and the accounting. Um, this is from a marketing fundraising standpoint. So we're assuming you've got all that worked out. If you don't know how to do that, it doesn't. it's not helpful on a podcast to try to sort that out. Happy to help you sort that out. Um, but once that's done, you're able to tell a, per, a donor, a prospective donor, uh, you, the impact of your gift will be doubled. If you give $50, this dude's going to give you $50 too. And that's kind of a cool moment, right? And so uh, uh, we found that if you do that sort of match, it, it is a powerful incentive for donors. One thing that is easy to get excited about is acting as if the match is all of the incentive. Here's the trick. A match won't do you any good if the person isn't inclined to give to your, to your nonprofit. They're just, it's like, so what? And so unfortunately, now I, two, now I can have two of what I don't care about. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and one of the one of the well-meaning but amateur mistakes is to make everything about the match because it's kind of exciting when you get a match, and 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 when you have a, a match, you can you can do something with. And so the first rule is make sure you're as you present the match, you're presenting just the the everything else about the fundraising that you would normally do in building a fundraising scaffolding or or your your approach how you tell uh, donors about the importance of the gift the match is what tips them over into giving the gift it is what helps them give on a deadline because that's the other component that often occurs with the matches by the end of may by the end of december this match ends so to get your match in. Sometime you may want to talk about how important deadlines are uh, uh, on to fundraising, but it, it gives you a deadline to help donors not procrastinate. Jump in now or you'll miss out on being the match. So uh, that's, the, that's the, 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 the bottom line about a match. Um, one of the keys with a match is the fact that 
you don't necessarily have to have one big money bags donor. You can go, you can pool several donors together. Little and, small, yeah. like money, money, money pouch donors. <laughs> I knew you were going to try for a, a metaphor there. Uh, yes, you can, you can have, uh, um, uh, small money bags combined with a medium money bags to get the effect of a big money bag. Ah, anyway. Um, and in fact, uh, through the years, we have helped clients create the um, uh, fundraising appeal to some, some donors to create the matching fund that then goes to the, to the larger group of uh, people you're trying to connect with. One of the things that's, that, that uh, matches are, are, are terrifically powerful for is when you are trying to acquire new donors. Uh, if I have, if I'm kind of leaning in for the first time with your organization, I'm just beginning to think about, wow, they're, that does sound like they're doing good work or yeah, I've heard a little bit about them. If, if in that moment, you also include the messaging that says, oh, and not only will you, uh, the, the impact of your gift, not only will, will it, it, it happen this way, the impact is doubled. Now, now help two people or save two cats. Or... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, it, it, and, and that's one of the, you know, the, the math in all of this is really important. Uh, I'm going to give you a trick. One of the things that, that um, uh, is, often happens with people who, who get excited about the, the match, uh, not only is the mistake making thinking the match is the big deal, it's how you phrase the match, not about all the technical accounting legal mumbo jumbo of do we have the gift or is it a challenge or how that works no it you want to talk about impact not dollars because it's really easy so give the two examples okay yeah, give the two examples of that <laughs> it's really easy to say your 15 dollars will be uh, uh okay we'll go with your cat charity uh for 15 dollars you can house a cat for five months okay that's that's having a couple of cats around the house. That's a good deal, you know. So you might, you so might fifty dollars five that. months. That's right. That's right. So you say then, but because of this matching gift or grant or whatever it is opportunity, we can two cats can have the five months of safe shelter pampering by your by the staff at our house. Uh, however that works. Um, the trick is to talk about impact, what, what happens because of the match and how that works together, not talk about doubling your gift, because here's what happens. Donors are scanning, and the more you talk about doubling the gift, the more, as you were talking about um, uh, ask amounts earlier in this episode, it's really easy for them to think you're asking them to double their gift. And so... It, they can instantly shift from, or do you want fifteen dollars from me or thirty dollars from me? Or even worse, when it when it says, I've I've seen some organizations write it as your gift will be doubled. Your gift and, will be doubled. And then that that's even scarier. Even as somebody in this work, and I know what they mean, <laughs> it kind of freaks me out. Of well, okay, so if I pay by credit card, are are, are you going to then I, swipe it twice? Am I going to? 
I don't want my gift doubled. <laughs> no, I, I want to give you what I'm going to give you. And, uh, and, but doubling your impact, the, the door number two and the proper door, that goes back to, I think, thinking about the match is only a lever and not mm-hmm. the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. you wanna, you're talking to donors about making an impact anyway. Yeah, it's accelerant. It it's just it just helps you, right? So um, so it's 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 it, it doesn't matter which kind of match from a marketing standpoint. You just want to be clear about that, and that all happens in in the the back room at the at the nonprofit. But you want to be clear. Uh, I still have to make a compelling case, and the match is accelerant. It's the lever. It's what might tip someone over. Uh, the kinds of ways it can be used, new, new donor acquisition, where you're in pursuit of new donors, where you're trying to get gifts in a time period. That's an awesome thing. What do you Here's mean by gifts in a time period, time of year or in yeah, the next yeah, days? Exactly. Both, either, because you, you, know, you get a deadline, right? Hmm. And, and, if, and, and the deadline, uh, some deadlines are artificial. Some deadlines are very real. Twelve thirty-one. Water company. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That. Well. Okay. That's a great example. Uh, they put a deadline on that water bill that is artificial. You don't actually have to pay by that date. <laughs> right. I, okay. I, I guess yeah, not. Because I, they're not going to turn you. They're not going to turn your water off that night at twelve at midnight. Probably uh, not. Okay, they're probably, probably not. not. <laughs> they're probably not that organized. I, I don't know how that works. So, so anyway, I, I, I just, just, just want to say, I'd be less likely to press them than I would the Netflix deadline. But I got to make sure that goes through. Your 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 tax deadlines. Christmas is almost always on twelve twenty five, and so uh, it, it it is it is a real deadline. If you're wanting somebody to do it by Christmas, that deadline's real. Does that make sense? So. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's a, it, it, it helps you with, with uh, suggesting to a donor, don't procrastinate, do this so that you're, so you can double your impact. Um, last thing I'll say about, about this until you, until you tell me what I've forgotten to talk about um, is this can also be very attractive for major donors. So say someone's given you their most significant gift uh, of the year and year, while they love the work you're doing, uh, they they probably have given all they've given. That's a great opportunity to present to them the opportunity either to be in a matching pool or to just fund the match themselves. And that allows you to say, I know uh, you've given a significant gift. Uh, we have an opportunity and we're thinking strongly about using a matching gift maybe for some new donor acquisition, or we're only going to offer it to longtime lapsed donors and use it to reacquire lapsed donors. And so that becomes a powerful tool to the major donor to give them incentive. Now, here's the trick. If you have a major donor that does that jumps in for this pool uh, or if they're doing it themselves and they're part of the match, uh, recognize that in this, and we've talked about this before about the thank you process, that donor needs validation and feedback. And my favorite story, uh, you know, I've written about it before, but we had a client who uh, used this technique. They went to a donor, the donor funded uh, a new donor and lapsed donor acquisition match. 
the the organization went back after the match was very successful both for new donors and and reacquiring lapsed donors went back to that donor uh, who had said hey that's all the money you're going to get from me this year so and use it wisely use it yeah <laughs> this is it you know they went back to him and said um, uh, here's the results and uh, we helped them create a a way of sort of so of, of showing to the donor here's kind of what we can expect value wise from these new donors. And, and I can't remember the metric, but let's imagine, you know, it was, a, it was a, a, you know, a 10 times on the, the investment, uh, not only from the, the cash in, but the long-term annual results of that happening. And the donor literally said to them, well, could we do that again? Well, that's the power of the feedback and validating that donor's belief in the organization. And it, it, it is a cycle that uh, that that client, uh, uh, this donor was a was an annual uh, giver to that match all the time because because they were able to see the value of it. So that that's a, a really good way for you not to just get one time matches from these these big funders, but to allow them to see the value of, of it. And some well, and some funders require that, you know, that you, you fill out some paperwork. But if they don't go to them. Give them the feedback, well, and even and even if they require some amount of paperwork, uh, it may not be. Uh, there's a way. There, there's additional ways to lay it out, like we've done with with that client and that donor to show. You didn't just bring in. It's not the gifts you brought in, um, but here are the gifts you brought in. Here's the impact that can have. But look, here's the additional donors you brought in. Here's what they're gonna do. And like you said, it's that ripple across the pond. And it all comes back to you, Mr. Moneybags donor. You, you're the one who, who tossed the big rock in, the big gold nugget. And, and that feels good. That's a warm glow that they have after giving you a significant amount of money. And then they're, they're like, well, let's do that again. So, so the visual image you're leaving them is with the donors throwing a gold nugget into the pond. Is that, is that the visual? Yeah. Okay. And, and, and the ripples and, and the it, ripple. it has a big impact. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and gold nuggets. That's a good one. <laughs> I, I would, you know, uh, we, we, we've, I, we will probably help a client set up uh, some way to accept gold nuggets through the mail. Uh, you know, oh, we, we could do, we could do bit nuggets and, yeah, we, and get one of those, get the, one of those NFTs going. That'd be awesome. That's right. Get, get, get some non-fungible tokens and, and get some, get some bot tweets. Uh, works of art put in uh, the, I think one thing when you're thinking of matches, you probably have an amount in mind of what qualifies as a match. And that's oh, probably accurate for your organization, but for a smaller organization, organizations of different sizes, matches will be effective at different sizes and yeah. because the power, like you said, is that I'm able with my gift to make more happen than I have been able to before. All and by myself. We've, we've done match. We've had effective, uh, results for clients with matches, uh, as small as two or $3,000 now also done, uh, up into, you know, half a million, but, <laughs> there's really no amount that so what are so talk about work. the drivers that make uh, a couple of thousand dollars effective and half a million effective 
it it really goes back to the its impact and so i donors sort of look at the amount but mostly they see you say somebody cares so much about this work mm-hmm. that they've decided to put up however you word it they've decided to put in some of their money to uh, widen the impact that you can have they care so much and that gives them social proof because whether we like it or not if someone who has money goes to a restaurant or buys a certain car that restaurant and car then becomes more desirable to us and so if there's uh, a rich person partnering with this organization oh wow okay they know what they're doing i ought to go along with them so even if they weren't thinking about giving now they're now they're more interested in you you're more attractive oh wait i can i can i can give two cats five months of pampering that's great i wanted to do one i was thinking about but now i can do two okay i'm interested and and then when you break it down uh, as we'll we'll talk about on another episode about by one you know the the unit of one with your Mm. offer it can become a lot more fun for a donor to think okay well i was going to give and now i could do two cats but oh man okay if i if i give double all of a sudden that's four cats and then it becomes some fun exponential math. But I, I just want to caution people into worrying about, I don't have enough for a match. A donor came to me and said, here's $2,000. I've heard of matches. I think they're cool. You do a match. You can make that work. Yeah. I, I think one of the things I would add is that it has to make sense to, um, a donor, uh, who's on the receiving end of this, this language. And, um, at some point, the dollars don't matter, but at some, uh, as far as how big, mm-hmm. uh, but how small, if you're a national organization, uh, you know, a couple thousand dollar match is probably not going to make an impact. If you're a local organization and you're clear about, hey, you know, we're, we're local, we're just trying to, I'll stay with cats, feed, you know, we're just trying to feed 100 cats this month. $2,000 makes a lot of sense. Because why, you know, what a little I know about cats, 2000 bucks is, you know, but it will go a long way pretty quick. As long as you keep them off your Amazon account. Yeah. <laughs> ah, and so matches, once you get them um, or going out and acquiring them by pitching people who, you know, have that giving history, have that capacity. Uh, it's all about the impact whether it's pitching the match, trying to get one, talking to a donor, asking them to join the match and give, and then reporting and validating back. All of that's about the impact that donors having, um, the major donors having, and how that happened on the backside. It's all about impact. It's not about doubling your gift. It's not about the numbers. It's about the, the people or the things. It's your mission that's on the other end of that. The difference you're making. Hmm. And uh, we got through that without, you know, with, I, I meant to do more uh, badges reference and I, I should have, I should have. You could, that you in. could still, you could still do it on the way out. That's, uh, yeah, that's you know, right. Without, you can do it at the end or we can, we can put them in we, a post. We did need a bad dub. If we'd only had a stinking match, 
only we'd had a stinking match. So you probably ought to say something about that's an old movie reference because there are, you know, some of the kids at home and, and some of the not kids at home may have no idea. Treasure of the Sierra Madre. John Houston, as I recall, is the, the director. Okay, good. I You I didn't know, know did you? See, you were just throwing that around. You just yeah, it's from it, some movie. I know kids I, today. I know the meme. Uh, if it's even a meme. <laughs> I just don't I, I get I get out works. I don't know the reference. It, it was a meme before memes were a meme. So it was the original meme almost. It, yeah, maybe not. I maybe. Don't I don't know. When it, yeah. So when did Sierra Madre come out? Well, I have no idea. Probably. Is it in color? <laughs> yes, it was in color. Okay. Well, that, that is. A, I think it was in color. I don't know. I, I haven't seen it at a long. I've seen it like once, except for the meme, right? So, hey, you know, in some old movie, Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Join join our Patreon, and we'll do uh, movie reviews. Uh, for Patreon subscribers only of movies we haven't one. seen. Yep, and it will just that, live, that, we will live react. Just and make Treasure it up. Sierra Madre will be our very first treasures. Tre- treasure or treasure? Oh, they probably had a match, and so it became treasure of the Sierra, <laughs> Sierra Madre, and so their that their treasure was doubled. We oh, tied it's it. Not in. even. Treasure of singular Sierra oh, see, Madre, they, 1948. All right, so that's color, and they didn't have a match. The they should have gone to yeah to Warner Brothers and got. Okay, I'd su- I, my suggestion is you just move off of this, yeah, uh, unless you want to go back to a bus metaphor. No, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna go on to things that ought to be on your radar, and ah, that is sometimes it's fundraising related, other times it's just an interesting article. Because uh, you and I often pass around something back and forth of, hey, have you seen this? Did you see this tweet? Did you read this? And um, so this is that opportunity as you're sitting at the table uh, to do that, not with us. Uh, you can if you email podcast or Winnicity. But uh, for me, my thing that ought to be on your radar, speaking of old things, is a, is a, is a, really, is a really old book. Ironically, it's actually... Um, Steve's book, uh, or, or it was at one point called how to lie with statistics, which can you show the cover just so that people can actually see or the, the end. Yeah. It actually not that well, the end side. Yeah. You the never spot. mind. It AKA, really does say that. Yeah. How to lie with statistics, which one is a hilarious title because not many <laughs> books are how to lie about anything. It's usually how to improve, how to lose weight, but how to lie in a book and statistics. And what the record word, I'm not advocating lying. Okay. So I just, I want to, I got to get ahead of that. Okay. Cause there are those, right? Yeah. There there are going to be people who do that. And it, it makes some statistical concepts make a lot more. I really wish this had been something I had to read in high school because it made I learned things about mathematical concepts and stats, but then I learned how you can be tricked by how they're presented. Just, you know, some examples of using mean or median, which are both kinds of averages the wrong way. If you know what you're doing, you can communicate a completely different message 
to sort of put your thumb on the scales of what you want to communicate, whether it's to a donor, to a board or whomever you're trying to do somebody on social media, you can also adjust the axes of a graph or not label the axes of a graph to make, make something look like it correlates or doesn't correlate or, or, is it, or looks want. really impressive or yeah. not impressive. Look, right. Look at that huge spike. Well, okay. That's, that's one extra gift we got that day, but because because we've we're 100 percent up yeah we're up we're up a thousand percent you know we doubled we went from two to four but it it really helped me understand how because i think okay if you show your math that gives me all the information i can then trust what you're telling me that doesn't necessarily ring true we really have to think critically about what we're seeing and uh, this gave me kind of a playbook to understand when I might be getting hoodwinked uh, 40 slides into a PowerPoint presentation. And uh, it's it's worth a read. It's really quick. Uh, the author is really funny and uses very funny anecdotes. It's dated. So there, you know, there, there are some dated references about telephones, you know, on a wall. Uh, are weird. <laughs> with cords yeah, with, with cords you couldn't just walk outside with them but it's it's all literally about how to lie with statistics and um it's where the breeze through and it can equip you to either make more compelling graphs for your board or understand when somebody's telling you something and reporting from an agency that may not be accurate and you can do like i saw a board member doing a meeting one time where they say don't pull that on me. And so, yeah. The finger wag. The finger wag. Oh, very good. Um, okay, so look at the copyright on that book. Uh, uh, what's it, what's it, an over under? I don't, uh, 40, 1948. I'll do, I'll do the same as Sierra Madre. You're close. It's 54. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay so hang on one second. So people are going to think this become this is going to become a shtick, but uh, that you made me think about uh, this book. Tim Harford, I think, is the 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 author's name. How to make the world add up, and this is um, uh, a uh, the subtitle is Ten Rules for Thinking Differently About Numbers," and it is a. It, uh, one of the things that, that, as you were describing that, I I, I thought about uh, the world we live in and how uh, numbers, statistics, uh, and their and the conclusions one should draw from that are are bantered about a lot. And and so I'll just jump on and say this is a, this is a, this is a very interesting, uh, certainly a more modern uh, take on how you talk about about numbers and. It, it is a lot about how the other how other people are using numbers, and it's and it's helpful for you to see that. So I'll save I'll save the one I was going to do otherwise. But as you were talking about that, I thought, oh, I've you got, got a freebie. Harvard's book. I got Harvard's book back there. So I just thought I'd grab that. And um, uh, either of those books are worth doing. And I, uh, um, How to Lie with Statistics is a fun book. I remember uh, it was gifted to me, and I remember reading it, thinking, mind blown. Really, it, it did blow the mind. And anybody who will say, look, uh, I'm going to break math down in a way that doesn't involve a train leaving Cleveland at a certain time, and I, I'm going to make you laugh, I, 
I'll take that. Math's not my strong yeah. suit. So if I can have an enjoyable read of a math book, I'm going to recommend it uh, almost every chance I get. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Great. Well, this has been um, episode five, but this is not your father's fundraising podcast. And on our next episode, we're going to talk about three fundraising strategies from the literary classic Wuthering Heights that you're probably not <laughs> using, but should. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Tune back in next week for another fresh episode of Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast.